What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Overcast, episode three. I tried to record this a few times the other day, but the um the recording stuffed up. So you know what? I I don't believe in a lot, but I, I I'm an omen-driven person, if that makes sense. I feel like sometimes I don't know if it's if there is a infinite being named God or if it's just the the powers of the world. But I, I believe that omens are a thing. I believe in omens and karma. There's not a lot I believe in, but I believe in omens and karma. Um, speaking of which, well, no, hold on. Let me get my timeline straight so that I, I don't get confused um, and it makes it easier for me. Dude, where's my car keys? That's That's where we need to start. So... Last weekend, Easter, long weekend. Um, went away with some of the boys, got very horizontal, pounded many a beer into the earth. Um, and, you know, my car keys, they were just sort of floating in the abyss. You know, someone else was driving it every every other day, you know, down to the to the town to get some to get some stuff or whatever, you know, car keys were, were in the orbit. They were, they were in the, the area the whole time. And then on the, the afternoon that we were going to leave to come back down to Sydney, one of the boys is like, can I drive your car? And I was like, yeah, no worries. And then he's like, comes back two minutes later and is like, where are your keys? I had no idea, but I wasn't fussed. You know, I thought, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll turn up. They're somewhere, you know. Um, they are somewhere. I just don't know where. So to cut a long story short, my car is still up in the Hunter Valley, unlocked, by the way, and I don't have car keys. Now, if I owned anything worth more than like three thousand dollars maybe i don't share that story you know just in case you know that that odd ch- is karma going to bite me on the ass for sharing it is is karma going to say well you did something you know wrong and so you you know you have to to pay the price and someone's gonna find those car keys and take your car or you're not going to be able to get new keys i don't know uh, more on that, the you know, when we, when I have more information on it, I guess. Um, but yeah, Anzac Day. That's that's tomorrow, or maybe today, I guess. Considering I'll probably post this on Anzac Day. Um, Anzac Day is different for everyone. Um. Some people have a very close connection, you know, they have relatives that that fought in the war, you know, they're great, great, you know, this, that and the other. May have fought in the war, um, you know, for sports fans, it's a big deal. God, I don't even know if that, that little hiccup there made the um the cut. Anyway. Um, yeah, for, you know, for sports fans, especially if you're like myself and the boys, the NRL, it's a big deal, you know, 
Anzac Day, we get it. When you're growing up as a kid, you know, and they ask you for 60 seconds of silence, it doesn't, you, you just, you don't even really, you don't connect with it. You're like, why? I'm pretty sure I covered this last week, but what, the only reason I bring it up again is because, you know, the NRL, eight games over the weekend, six games have been played since, um, since I'm recording this. And, you know, they do a, a nice little presentation at the start where members of the army come out um, and, you know, someone plays the, the uh, what is it, the ode? Let me, wait, let me look this up. Let me, because I don't want to get this wrong. The last... Oh. Or is it the last post? The last post often recites the ode. Ode, last post. I'm not that, you know, in with it, so to speak, but yeah. You know, they do this a very nice little presentation before each game, and it's something that will happen throughout the day tomorrow, and and obviously, you know, people will be playing two up and sink and piss till the, you know, the sun goes down and then some. It, Anzac Day is, is one of the, the good holidays. Um, and, yeah, they ask us for a minute of silence. And, yeah, six games have already been played. They do it before every game, but on Friday night, Broncos versus the Dogs, and I'm a Broncos, I'm a Broncos fan through and through. Have been since I was about five, six years old when I first started really getting into the, you know, the footy, the NRL. Um, and yeah, it it just really sucked. If you don't know where I'm going with this, there's been videos all over Facebook and, and, you know, it made the news and everything of this guy who just, you know, unfortunately had to be a Brisbane supporter who just couldn't keep it in, you know, Suncorp at its fullest probably holds 80,000. There might've been, you know, I'm sure I can, I'm sure I can find the crowd. I don't know why I just want to be like real proper about this. Um, 23,000 people went, which, you know, nowhere near capacity. Although maybe I was getting that wrong. Suncorp Stadium capacity is 52,000. Okay, so half a packed stadium, one of the biggest stadiums in our country. Um, and one guy. One guy just had to ruin it. 23,000 people. One guy had to ruin it. Um, and, you know, the videos, um, they show, you know, this Bulldogs fan afterwards hits him in the face um, multiple times. And then another Broncos fan comes up and he's screaming at this bloke who, who yelled, not the Bulldogs fan, the the Brisbane fan who who ruined the the minute silence, and um and that dude was eventually kicked out, and it's it's so crazy because it's like you are just told that violence is never the answer, and the the sooner you realise that the better. There is no place for violence, but 
And I say but because it it's like there are just certain things that can't go um, without being, you know, someone's got to do something. Someone's got to say that's not okay. And obviously we don't know how much lip the two, you know, the the offender and the well it's it's weird it's it's hard to explain this if you didn't see the video because i guess they're both offending in some way um i'm gonna say the offender for the for the brisbane fan who yelled out during the minute silence and i'm gonna say the assaulter the bulldogs fan who hit him so i think the offender was in the wrong and the assaulter assaulted him obviously, given his his new nickname that we've given him. But you see no one go to the to the aid of the offender. And you actually start to see people you start to see people who are also Brisbane fans. And like footy fans always get around each other. As soon as you know you go for the same team, you now have this bond, especially when you're at the game. You know you're on the same team as that person. Um, but, you know, another Brisbane fan comes over and he's, he starts yelling at the offender. And and you're watching this video, and if it's in any other situation ever, you're like, this is disgusting. Like, why are they hitting this bloke? But it's the fact that on this weekend, that's all they ask us for. One weekend where the NRL, you know, puts on a very nice uh, performance for the veterans who went to war for us. And it's, it, it, is, it is without a doubt the older you get as an Australian. And, you know, we're not all, not everyone you know is going to be that lucky with it. Some people weren't born here and don't realise what went down for you to be born. And I'm not saying the nasty that went on with your parents. I'm saying even before their lives, what transpired and what those soldiers did for us to have this country, you know, you see a lot of Americans and, and well, mainly Americans seem to believe they have, you know, it's, it's God's country. It's, um, you know, land of the free. And, it, you you know, if you believe that, that's a healthy way to live. But I feel like Americans are so, they're so almost arrogant and cocky about it. Like, we live in America. There is nowhere else on the map that is important. And if it is important, then America knows its importance and, and reminds them that America is more important. But... If you are Australian and you might have big dreams to go over to America one day or England or Europe or, you know, Asia, Africa, whatever, go and experience the world. But don't forget how lucky you are to call this place home. I believe we are the luckiest. I think we are this remote island that is up to date. I mean, granted, we have... Very bad internet speed, which is the biggest first world problem to be talking about. 
But for the most part, living in Australia is... It's more than most have. More than most people will ever have. And not just Australia, but for us here in Sydney, mainly along the East Coast, you know, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, that sort of eastern strip of states in Australia, I believe we are the lucky ones. And then, you know what? There's some rural towns in and around that I, I think, you know, they struggle with stuff, you know? Um, but as a whole, as a whole, our country is, we are blessed. And I am now going to go full circle back around to where I started in saying all that. I say all of that because the offender from the footy game deserved to be hit. And that's not a sentence that you think there is ever a place to be said, you know? Somebody kills someone, you know, and, and how you, you watch a lot of movies and TV shows or, or docuseries and stuff, and it's like the protagonist is, is hell-bent on getting revenge. And, you know, they will go and, and try and kill the person who killed their brother or their, their sister or their daughter or their son or, or, you know, someone close to them, their partner. You know, they're seeking revenge. But when they finally get that revenge, they realize it, it, it didn't make them feel better. Like that initial pain that was caused is still there. 90% of the time, 99% of the time. Very rarely do you watch a show or know someone who's gone through it, you know, where the revenge is enough. The initial pain is no longer there. It's very rare. But this guy, the offender, deserved it. I'm a Brisbane Broncos supporter, a diehard Brisbane Broncos supporter, a diehard footy fan, a diehard true blue Aussie who, you know, isn't embarrassed to say how lucky we are to be in this country of all countries. And that, that is something that I feel like, you know, we don't say enough. And we don't, we don't, we don't make it known enough. And so on Anzac Day, I think it's just this great time where, as a nation, we had to come together as one. And if someone, you know, if you want to be, you know, you get too rowdy on a Saturday night or a Friday night, you get kicked out of a pub, you ruin the vibe at a party. I don't know. You do something wrong. We get it. Someone went over the top. They didn't deserve to get bashed. You know, the dickhead outside of a club who didn't get let in. Um, you know, and he gets he gets a bit lippy. He doesn't deserve to get bashed by the bouncer or whatever, you know. But this one occasion, you what you know, and I I hate violence. That's another thing about Australia is there's not an overwhelming amount of violence like there is in the states, where every news story sort of it shocks you when we get it here because it it is news. Um. And I don't like watching, you know, people die, people getting brutally assaulted, stuff like that. I hate seeing that. Um, but this is one of those times where you almost wish you were there just yelling at the guy as well. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How dumb can you be? At Suncorp Stadium as well, of all places, 23,000 people. 
23,000 people. And one person, one person just couldn't keep it in their pants. I guarantee you there's other people there who have been rowdy when they shouldn't have, you know, but but not on Anzac Day, not in that one moment, not in the one moment where it doesn't matter where you're from, who you go for, what you do for a living, how you live your life, what have you. It's that one day or one event, one minute, where you just stand there, you stand tall, stand proud to be Australian and remember those who gave us this life, gave us the life for you, me, and everyone to live how we live. Um, yeah, I wanted to get that off my chest. And you know what? Maybe that's why, maybe that's why my recording stuffed up the other day. Maybe I was meant to see all that happen first before I actually did another podcast. Um, but what else? Like I said, I, I'm not going to be very heavily prepared for these. I want to keep them fresh. I want to keep them rolling, you know? Um... What else can I pull out of my hat? Um, you know, I, I I feel like I might as well keep going on about Sydney since we are talking Anzac Day. You know, um, that's sort of a segue. Sydney, Sydney to me is the best and worst place in the world. And I, I only say that because this is my world, you know. This is what I... This is the world I live in. Um, Sydney is the best because we are so privileged with everything. And it's not till you leave Sydney when you start to realise, like, there isn't a bus. You know, we have the privilege of complaining about the light rail. Think about that. Think about how bad everyone here in South East Sydney thinks light rail is. We actually have the privilege of complaining about one of the most expensive projects you can possibly plot into a city. We complain about it, you know? Whereas there are people out there in different countries who, like... Oh... You can only imagine. You can only imagine. Um, you know, different times for different people, I guess, you know. And we, well, you know, I get, it's like when you're in a blackout, you know, what do you do? When you're in a blackout, the first thing we do is, is you know, how much charge does this have? Can we get? 4G reception to stream something or watch something you know it's it's kind of fucked that that's how we live I'm not trying to sound like an old I'm 23 I'm not trying to sound like an old man but like when when you were growing up if you're if okay if you were born in the pre 2000 era which I know I, I'm like I myself I'm cutting the line very slim no, I'll say even, even, even older than that. Even up to like, no, let's just say two thousand. Let's let's stick with it. 
you know, you grew up and that first iPhone came out. I remember when the first iPhone came out. And that sounds like mad to say, you know, because most most of people my age's parents will be like, well, I remember when, you know, the first actual handheld telephone came out. I remember when Nokia came out or some shit like that, you know. Um, I remember when coloured television came out. Think about how fast shit is moving in the first world. And and remind ourselves how far behind some third world countries are and how fucked up that is. There, There is such a discrepancy between the top and the bottom. It's not even funny. You have people who can afford a Tesla, a car that will drive itself for you. They can afford to buy one every day. There are people that are that rich. And I, I don't just mean the Elon Musks of the world, you know. There's people who could afford to buy one of those every day or every week, you know. And then there's people who travel far and wide to have a sip of water if they're lucky. It's it's mental. It is mental when you think about it. You know, I said I wanted to talk about Sydney. But, you know, a lot of the time I find myself talking in podcasts about things that I not necessarily don't like, but was never interested in. And I feel like geography is is a bit of a mazza now looking at it or looking back on it. I was never a fan of geography in high school or history, but they're two things that for some reason I, I like, you know, find myself interested in now. And I don't really have a, a, you know, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, there's there's places out there like you know the fact that it's it's about eight p.m. here on a Sunday night. Most people are winding down. You know, it's it's not really a beer night. You know, you go Surrey Hills. There's there's people sipping on espresso martinis. Um, you know, they're in expensive robes and stuff. People, you, you know, people are sort of just wearing expensive, comfy clothes on a Sunday, you know. Um, but across the world, somewhere out there, there's someone cooking up a storm in the kitchen right now for breakfast. Like, that's going on right now as I'm saying all this. And I know that's very common knowledge, but it's just like... Have you ever thought about that? When you're doing something, when you're waking up in the morning, someone is going to sleep. When you're going to sleep, someone is waking up. When you're having dinner, someone is having breakfast and vice versa. It is kind of mad, isn't it? I mean, you know, animals all across the world have been studied. You know, birds, you know, Australia is very populated with some animals. Um, you know, but then there's, you know, your, your safari animals out in Africa, you know, there's animals seem to, they get to where they want to go and they stay there. You know, you're not going to see a penguin walking down the street at Bondi, you know, you're not going to have a lion, you know, running around the park at Maroubra. But 
humans have gone all across the world. Where there's land, humans have tried to go to. And we've covered a, a pretty decent amount of it. You know? And we've all adapted to those certain areas. You know, there's this, there's this awesome... I'm going to take a vape break, actually. Stay with me. I don't know if I'm going to edit this out. You know, um, there's people, uh, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's this series on Netflix or no, it's on YouTube brother. And Ricky Gervais sends this bloke all around the world. I think it's called idiot abroad. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And it's Ricky Gervais sending this guy who reminds me of me and reminds a lot of people of. I guess like a, a UK version of Homer, Homer Simpson. Um, and he goes to all these different countries and, and dives deep, you know, headfirst into, into a whole different cultural experience, India, China, you know, Egypt, seeing all the wonders of the world. And it's like how different each country is and each human is is ridiculous you know there's people that live in so even in the same country you know we live in a tropical country like australia if you're from sydney like myself going to cairns is a a rude shock it's like it's like you went to sleep and someone turned a a heater on closed all the windows um, while you were already asleep. You know, not before you went to sleep. You were asleep. Somebody closed all the windows, turned a, a heater on, and you woke up in the morning, and you couldn't turn the heater off. That's that's cans. But for cans, people, that's that's how, you know, they're used to that humidity. They breathe it in fine. For, for us, Sydney, you know livers and and sydney goers and stuff you know it, it's it's a rude shock it's a slap in the mouth and i just i think we ought to appreciate the fact that as humans as as the people we are with the brains we have we are the one you know creature i guess living breathing thing moving the earth that has adapted to every last corner of it, you know? And that's pretty mental. That's pretty mental. Um, yeah, maybe I do prepare something for my next episode. I'm not sure. You know, sometimes I have things that I want to talk about and I forget, but I write them down and then I think, you know, I'll talk about them when I do the main show. You know, I'm 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 just gonna try and keep this a, a a brain fart experience, you know, um, and I think I've said this before as well. But if you have something you want me to put out there, if there's something you want me to talk about, if there's something you want to talk about, tell me, talk to me. This is what I want to be doing. I want to be talking nonsense to whoever or about whatever and 
just, you know, whichever person out there reaches, it gets to them. And they inhale it. It might not be their flavor, but they've inhaled it. You know, there's shows out there, there's movies, there's songs, there's things you inhale that only once you've inhaled you realize you wish you didn't or that you're glad you did. That's the that's the flavor that I'm going for is I have to try it. You know, I want my podcast to be like eating snails in France, eating fresh sashimi in Japan. Um, you know, I want it to be that stereotype of... I don't know if I'm going to like this podcast, but I'm here, so I'll try it. I don't know if snails are appealing to eat, but I'm in France. You know, it's that when in Rome, I want this to be at, well, when on Spotify. That's, that's what we're going for. But anyway... That's going to do us episode three of the Overcast done and dusted. Hope you guys enjoyed and peace.